And there's days I can totally feel like I don't want to get out of bed. There's nothing wrong with that, but you don't have to wallow in it. Because sometimes when you keep saying that and keep saying that, it becomes the truth, it becomes real, and you become exactly that. You become sick, fat, ugly, and unworthy in, in whatever you're trying to do. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Organifi. Now you can sip your way to radiant skin with Organifi's new product, Glow. This refreshing superfood naturally boosts collagen, smooths fine lines, protects the skin from sun exposure and toxins, and naturally moisturizes the skin. It's super simple to use. You simply mix one scoop with eight to 10 ounces of water and you shake it and you drink it. And in natural Organifi fashion, it's got such incredible superfoods like aloe vera, pomegranate extract, lemon powder, coconut water, rosehip powder, All of these ingredients are going to help build collagen naturally using nature's most potent superfoods. Taking care of my skin has become something so important to me, not only because I travel as much as I do, but because I know that we are what we eat. So head over to OrganifiShop.com forward slash products forward slash glow so you can get your Organifi Glow pre-sale free shipping that ends in one day. So you can either go to the info button of this particular podcast and go directly to the link or go to OrganifiShop.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com forward slash products forward slash glow. Ruben Rojas is an artist and an activist. By using the urban landscape as his canvas, Ruben encourages communities to change for the better through optimism and collaboration. Ruben's murals can be seen in cities across the country and around the world, from Paris to New York and Florida to Mississippi. Ruben works with companies to help businesses give back, enhance workspaces, and raise awareness on important issues. When I first encountered Ruben's work, I was so impacted and so moved by his ability to transpire not only an inspiring message, but also a beautiful culmination of holding the light with the dark. I was so excited to finally sit down with the visionary behind this beautiful art to talk to him about what inspired him and what he continues to look forward to. I was so lucky to spend some time with him in his studio in Santa Monica and also get a sneak peek on what he's working on for the next couple of months. And I can't wait to share this conversation with all of you. If you enjoy this conversation, please write us a review, subscribe, rate it on iTunes, and share it with a friend. Here is Ruben Rojas. 
I'm sitting with somebody that I've been wanting to talk to for so long, Ruben Rojas. And I always want to say it with like a Spanish accent, Ruben Rojas. <laughs> I know and he even did the like hair, the hair flip. Um, so I'm really excited to be talking to Ruben and I've been such a huge fan of his work and his philosophy. That's what I call it. And I want to get into that. And um, I'm just, I'm so excited to have you. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, well, it, like, it's a pleasure to be here. We are actually in his studio in Santa Monica. And when I walked in here, I was just completely um, love bombed by all, by all the beautiful art around. And I just, I didn't want to touch anything, but like there's so many magical pieces everywhere and I'm sure they're commissioned by people. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, not also, just... you're also seeing something new that I haven't done yet. And this won't be released for a while until I make a whole bunch of them. So that's brand spanking new. Oh, that means we got the inside scoop, so you guys won't even get to see it for a while. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, so anyway, I'm sitting here with Ruben as a fellow native Angelino. Mm -hmm. I know how you started your journey, um, and I know that you used to be in real estate, and that was kind of part of your part of your beginning career, right? So I'm curious as to now that you've achieved this level of success as an artist um has your why changed at all has my why changed no it has not on it today i actually posted on instagram the first mural i painted and you know, the question that mural says is who will you be so from the start everything was always rooted in in love and in choosing who you can lean into and looking at things through the lens of love versus looking at life through the lens of fear, mm -hmm. especially when everything around us is always bombarding us yeah. and our insecurities and we're not enough and we're not worthy and get bigger boobs and a bigger butt and a bigger truck. So like, you know, it's an opportunity to tell people, Hey, you're perfect. You're beautiful and you're worthy. Uh, it doesn't mean we have to believe it every day. But when we lean into that a little bit more, life gets a little bit easier. Yeah. We're a little bit happier. We're a little bit less comparing to others. Mm -hmm. um, so my way hasn't changed. You know, it took a couple of years. It took a couple of murals. And I look back and I'm like, whoa. Like there was always something there. And I would sit there like, what's my style? What am I doing? What is my message? And I got invited to do, to do a TED Talk. And that kind of helped me hone in on what I was creating and from day one, it was always there. And it was just a matter of looking at it and owning it. Yeah, I love that because I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit more on that, on the feeling of it always being there because I feel like so much of us have that gift within us, you know, and it looks different for everybody. But I feel like we become so desensitized to that knowing when oh this is my thing or this is what's right and it's calling to you and we just like ignore it so can you elaborate a little bit more on what that looks like for you and if if you did kind of push it away what that looked like well everything we can be is already inside of us it's whether we choose and how we choose to apply it so you know in this life you're you're kind of guided to go through school and to college and to corporate America and buy the mortgage and the picket fence and have the family and pay the taxes. And that's just part of the system and being in the system. 
And you're taught what success is. Oh, go be a doctor. Go make this much money. Go have this and that and this and that. And that's how you measure success. But in my early 20s, when I was in real estate, I was very successful. And I was finding my value in what I amassed superficially like a house and a boat and a car and the rims and the bike and the, and then that can go away like this and then what happens you're still there it's still you and all your shit mm-hmm. right so you have to deal with your conversations you have to deal with being enough yourself and not allowing all these other things to define you and luckily i learned that early you know in my 20s and i carried that on into when i went into finance and that's another industry motivated by money. And there was just a point where I wasn't motivated by money anymore. Mm. So I think that my intention and my work and what I'm trying to do is what's motivating everything. And the success is just coming from, from being it, believing it, and seeing it, and not chasing money. Mm. And not chasing all the other things that we use to typically define ourselves. Because yeah. I just don't care about that anymore. Well, yeah, there has to be a deep level of fulfillment now with the work that you're doing and how it's affecting masses of people to acquiring things that were just satisfying you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before it's like, hey, I have a boat. Let's go on the lake. Get a bunch of friends. Awesome. We have a great time. Now it's like, wait, I paint this wall and I paint... I like to say I paint for myself, but we're all mirrors of each other and we're all connected. So if I need to hear that message, maybe someone else needs to, whether they interpret it the same way or not, that's not the point. I like to open the door. Mm-hmm. And then I can have a conversation with one person, 10 people, 2,000 people, or a wall, and then 40 to 50,000 people drive by this wall. So that's 40 to 50,000 people I can affect with a conversation I was having with myself. And I've, just the results on what I see on social media and the stories and the DMs and people coming up off the streets and, and sharing their stories, it was just, I, like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't like to say I have to do things, but like, right. you know, it's Such more an artist response. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew it was more than just pretty colorful art. It's like, I know that I want to affect people emotionally and I want to affect people's hearts and I want to affect how they think and feel and believe. And maybe that can lead to them being better. It definitely leads to me being better because I'm doing the work every single day. So Yeah. It was very representative of the paradoxes that we live every day, right? It's like everything can't always be rainbows and butterfly. There is always the darkness, right? Mm-hmm. And in yoga, it's like the study of paradoxes. You can't have the light without the dark. You can't have the dark without the light, right? And so for me to receive that transmission just from seeing your art on the wall. I thought that that was so powerful. It's all black. So right now we're looking at a black on black. So tell me about that. Well, love doesn't hide. It can't hide in the dark. It shines in the dark, so it doesn't matter. It's always there. Wow, so it's such a beautiful and poetic way to to look at it. I mean, even this piece over here, it's a black and white where there is love written in white. And then on the white side, it's love written in black. And 
You're right. I mean, I feel like, especially right now where we are, there's so much division. And I don't even like, honestly, I don't even like to say that anymore because I feel like it perpetuates that. So what I say is we've, we've just forgotten how to be more unified. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm really hopeful that we will continue to change and evolve that because I really do believe that we are getting into a place of feeling more, uh, awakened or I don't want to say woke, but you know, just more aware of it. What do you think about that? I believe that people are starting to go back to finding community. And if we go back, if you look at history, the history of man, you know, one to five humans can't really survive. But once you hit seven, eight, nine, ten, then you can survive because you've got each other's backs. I think there was a long, you know, when we were growing up, it's the nuclear family. It's you, your mom, your brother, sister, whatever, and that's it. And you go to school and you go back. Like, I don't, I, my experience, like, we didn't really talk to our neighbors. There wasn't that whole thing. And I think that happens a lot. Like, even yeah. when I lived in Woodland Hills in a townhouse, I didn't know who my neighbors were. So it's really weird. Now where I live, I know where, who all my neighbors are. Uh, I forget their names, but I, I, <laughs> but you know, you yeah, know I know, yeah, like hey, you know hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we yeah. have conversations. It's just I'm, I've been terrible with names lately, and I kick myself for that. But that's a whole other thing. I'll remember exactly what we talked about. Yeah. But I believe we're going more toward that, and I hate using the word tribe, but I mean, there's this whole movement around tribe and community, and I believe families last more if you have everyone around you. I mean, we treat our elders like crap and that's who can watch my kids. If you know, you have the support so everyone could go do what they do, but we're in this whole like me, 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 I, I, I can do everything, Mm -hmm. but is that the best for your kid? I don't know. I don't have a kid yet, but when we have a kid, like we're trying to figure all that out and and see who's going to help, not help. We're already telling people, you're going to babysit, you're going to babysit, you're going to babysit. <laughs> you're signing, signing up babysitters. Yeah, all the time. I'll babysit but, uh, for you guys. Perfect. <laughs> so I, I, I do believe that people are going back to community. People genuinely want to do good for each other, and sometimes they just don't know how. Mostly they think, oh, well, I guess I could write a donation check to a nonprofit, but mm. no, your time, that's what's valuable. Yeah. You know, I'd rather take... For example, Bill Gates donating a bunch of money, awesome, amazing, we could do good work. Bill Gates sitting there doing it with you, painting a mural with me. What's the power in that story? Because he's giving his time. So I believe time is the most powerful currency. Wow, I'm, I would second that. I agree. I think that it's something, that's the, the biggest gift, or people's presence, like your actual presence or paying attention, or people mm-hmm. just being fully engaged. I think there's, there's a huge gift in that as well. I want to talk to you about language and the power of language and the power of words, because there's so many cliche words out there. You said the one about tribe and I, I can, I, I feel that way at times as well with certain words that kind of, yeah, be so genuinely authentic. Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel so like, I'm getting irked with this stuff and it could be just the world of social media where everybody's trying to be all of those things. But to me, it's like, just be them. Don't talk about it. Just be it. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. What is it that's triggering for you? Yeah. The same thing. What's also like, I know people that overtly like just, 
oh, authentic, authentic, authentic. I'm like, okay, but you're using the word hiding behind it and now you're not being authentic. So like, I really try not to use my word, that, that word, because if we're all being in the moment, we're all authentic in that moment. So are you trying to define your authenticity? Because then you're creating it. That's so good. <laughs> like That's so good. Listen, people, um, as far as the power of a word like love, I don't even like to use the word hate. I try to really watch the words that I say when I say them, aside from, you know, having a sailor's mouth once in a while, because there's just certain words that you just can't avoid. But what's your feeling behind the language that you use and how you use language, especially as there's language, language is such a pivotal uh, foundation to your work. Mm -hmm. um, the words we use, I, I just say be mindful to what you use. You know, I have a lot of things around I am. And, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, eh, I'm sad today. I'm unhappy. I'm unworthy. I'm fat. I don't feel good. I'm sick. But if you keep leaning into that, guess what? Those words become real. You know, and yes, you're allowed to feel that. We're human. There's days I can totally feel like I don't want to get out of bed. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't have to wallow in it. Because sometimes when you keep saying that and keep saying that, it becomes the truth. It becomes real. And you become exactly that. You become sick, fat, ugly, and unworthy in, in whatever you're trying to do. Or you can say, you know what? I am enough. I am worthy. I am doing the best that I can. I am getting up every day and walking out of this house, I am happy, all those things. So again, if you use whatever words after I am, you're gonna become that. And the reason I use words in my art is, art's so subjective already. You know, there's tons of art out there. There's amazing artists. And then there's stuff that's like, wow, that is amazing, but I have no idea what it is. And I know people understand language, so I, I use language within the pieces because it just, I'm inviting you one step closer to kind of understanding what I'm trying to do. And I think language is very powerful. Yeah, I, I agree. And I feel like being that mindful is just another way of being present and of being, I'm like, and of being authentic. See, how do we, how do we redefine that word? Um, I guess really it's more about taking action it's about proving what you're trying to, or what you're saying, right? It's like, don't just say it, do it. So in saying that, what are the ways that you practice love in your life? Mm. So many, well, painting it. Painting it is one way. Um, giving time, like I'm a time Nazi. Like I, I, if I'm not early, I'm late. And I'm a time Nazi. That's so good. Uh, yeah, and it bothers me. Like, I have people in my life that are just notoriously tardy late people. And I always give them crap for it. But, but it's just because it, it, I, I think time is everything. So giving my time, being present is important. So if I give my time to someone, I'm showing love. Um, but the little things, trying to listen, trying to get, let me not use trying, listening, being better, learning from my mistakes, being humbled all the time, um, 
these are all ways of showing love, being grateful. So, I mean, we operate out of two things, love or fear. What has been the biggest lesson you've learned from fear? The biggest lesson is that fear keeps me from moving forward. So I stayed longer in my career before becoming a full-time artist out of fear of like, what does this look like? What does this day look like? What does my life look like? What is this formula? Like in finance, you have a formula. You get up, you get to the office, suit and tie, make your dials, make your calls, do your, like, like there's a, what's this life look like? One day I'm painting a mural, one day I'm in Texas, one day I'm doing a canvas over here, over here I'm in a commercial, over here I'm doing that, like, it's always different, which is awesome. So it was just realizing that that is what it's supposed to look like. Right. Because that's how I'm making it. Yeah. So, yeah, fear keeps you from moving forward. When you were transitioning into this, this life, this new, I would say this new, like, there was a paradigm shift that happened when you decided to do this full time. And there, like you said, there's always going to be fear in that. And there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast. And one of the biggest things that they inquire about anytime we have a guest is um, how to move past that fear or how to get unstuck. Because a lot of the times people feel like they constantly, for me, my, my answer, and it varies, right? I feel like we have been so conditioned to think that things need to move all the time, that there always has to be movement. If you're not getting an email, if you're not getting a call today, then your career's over, you know? I don't agree with that, um, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. Well, a few things. That last point, I mean, if I'm not working on a commissioned project or a mural, then I'm just creating something new for myself that I'm going to show in the future. So you've got to just constantly be working and creating. But the moment with me was like, I was just like, Ruben, why are you constantly in the space of scarcity when it comes around to unknowing this? Because it, it, it always comes to money, mm -hmm. right? And then I just said, hey, you've always made money. And eighth grade, since eighth grade, you've had your own little side hustles all the way through to now. Like you've always made money. So that's not a problem. So don't let that be a problem. And then once I acknowledged that conversation and I said, yeah, that's not even an issue. I just stopped going to the office and that was it. That was like the thing. That was it. Yeah. So for the people listening, what, what's your advice? I'm like, I'm like, just don't show up at work the next day. That's what you do. Well, I was self-employed too, so there's a, so it's maybe let's clarify that a little bit. Yeah. So I've always been self-employed, also. So then that's another thing that I've always worked off of generating my own income. But what I would tell people who have a side hustle and a hobby and a thing, do things that support making income. You gotta make income. You can't just literally quit and then figure out how you're gonna pay your bills as you start growing the side thing that starts making you money. But the, the, the side job that keeps you making the money to pay the bills should be something that honors and respects what you're trying to build. So if you're in photography, you know, go work on something that allows you to have the hours to go off and take photos of whatever you're doing. If you are a musician and you know that you work great at night then go be a server during the day and earn some money like do something that's not going to make you so exhausted that you can't work on your thing on the side 
or it's going to keep you full time away from it. It's, it's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and what I love about that is that it still keeps the forward momentum on your, your, your goal or your, your passion is still the, at the forefront of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, what is the difference between passion and purpose? If you think there is a difference. I mean, there is a lot of passion to people on the planet. That doesn't mean that they're moving with their purpose. I mean, we're Latinos. Latinos are very passionate, fiery people. <laughs> totally, right? right. So we, <laughs> we can get fired up over anything. For sure. Um, you know, you can have passion over, you know, the team. Go Lakers. There's passion there. But, mm-hmm. you know, so I think there is a difference between the two. You've got to have passion for your purpose. You don't have to know what your purpose is. I think people put too much weight on what is my purpose? Am I living my purpose? I mean, your purpose could literally be a get up out of breath, breathe, and just move on with your day. Like, don't overthink it. You don't have to be Elon Musk. You don't have to be someone that's curing cancer or whatever. Like, it's whatever you're doing in your life. I think we get a little too grandiose. Mm -hmm. And we like to measure ourselves with, well, I'm not that person, so my purpose is non-existent. Yeah. That's not true. I mean, you could be the best mother ever. And maybe your kid is the next... Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, your purpose isn't, it doesn't have to be this thing that we put so much weight on. Why do you think we, I feel like it's been such a big thing now that it's, you know, I, I led a retreat on finding your life's purpose, but the whole retreat was really just cultivating all of your own gifts and really listening to yourself. That's mm-hmm. your purpose. Your purpose is not a number in your bank account it's not how many how many accolades you receive it's deeper than that and you're right it, it I think it's to each individual they have to understand that it's a process and a journey and you have to really be able to understand yourself at, at a deep level not just what it looks like for social media or what mm-hmm. the other others think is a passionate purposeful life. And I think that one of the major things that I like to talk about as well is how comparison is the biggest joy kill and an instrument of social media, which, which, you know, I, I love social media because it may, I mean, we connected on social media. Like I think it's important for us to have that, but I feel like it can't be everything to people because it really does a lot of that comparison thing. Mm -hmm. So I really like what you're saying about not, it's going to look different for you, right? So for the people that are listening to this podcast that perhaps get in that mindset of comparing themselves to others, other people's success because all they see on their social media feed is like, here's how you're going to find your purpose. You're not happy. Like, let me show you. Well, mm-hmm. then there's a lot of people that are doing that too, right? Mm-hmm. I asked a lot of questions. Just answer whichever one you want. <laughs> uh you know what? Why don't we keep it simple as saying your purpose is to breathe and maximize the small, finite amount of time that you have in this body on this earth. So that's one way of doing it. And the other way is, you, you know, it's funny because you look at all these feeds, and I know a lot of people, and I look at their feeds, and I'm like, well, I know who you are, and your feed doesn't match who you are. Like, that's confusing. I have a conflict because I know you. And then there's people that are like, dude, your feed is exactly who you are. That's awesome. So you never know what you're going to get. You know, some, sometimes I speak to kids and I use my murals as examples. 
And I put up, you are beautiful. And I asked the kids question, hey, what's, do you feel beautiful? Do you not? And the little girl's like, no, I don't because I'm not this person. We won't name her name. Um, but I kind of, you don't want to make a kid wrong. So I reframed it and said, look, they have a curated life. They're getting paid to do that. This is their lifestyle. You can use her as a person you'd like to become for all the good reasons, business, money, income, this, that, whatever, but don't use it as I will never look like her because it's true. You won't. We're not going to look like other people. We're made to look the way we're going to make. So there's still ways of using some of this stuff. And it's just, I think, rewording it. Because um, it's tough. It is tough out there. I mean, body dysmorphia and anorexia totally. and bulimia, all yeah. these things are like real things. Yeah. And, you know, it's, there's also a truth. Like sometimes I see things of like, men don't want that. They want the curves and the this. And I'm like, yeah, this is true. Go talk to men. What do they want? You know, there are a few that want that super skinny six foot two. I don't even know why, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, so just realize there's someone always out there for you. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Be patient. But ultimately, when you love you, that's what. Yeah. You have to love yourself before. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like that's... You do that. You do that transmission really eloquently with your work. So that's, you're not one of those people that gives me a conflict because your, your feed matches your, <laughs> your, yeah. your person. So congrats. Thank you. So what has been the biggest lesson that love has taught you? Oh, man. I mean, the biggest, biggest lesson, I don't know. Honestly, it's more, we don't come with instructions. So like the parent, our parents do the best they can. People are doing the best they can. Uh, people snap because they snap for the information that they have. They might not have the whole picture. So if we realize the information we have versus the information of someone else and we just come from love, we can find middle ground and you know, I'm emotional. We're emotional people. I'm very sensitive. So I get emotional and sometimes I just see emotion and I've got to realize, hold on, pull that back. Like what's triggering me? Are they doing it on purpose to trigger me? So, and that's hard. I'm not, it's not easy, but I think the biggest lesson is realizing that, you know, we are all innately doing the best that we can. Unless you're just a sociopath or psychopath, but that's a different clinical thing. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, the majority of humans, they're trying their best. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I like that. Um, it's a very optimistic way of looking at things. And I really loved how in the beginning you talked about being in that position where you have those moments as well. Like we all do where we wake up and you like don't want to do anything. There's been so many times where I've wanted to delete everything, like all of it, like website, Instagram to it. I'm just like, delete. It's just all gone. And just, it kind of makes me a little bit excited because mm -hmm. I'm like, cause then what? There's nothing, you know, then you just get to connect with people, you know, in person mm -hmm. and which is kind of exciting. I mean, I know it's like not the, as a business person, it's not really great to do that, but, <laughs> but you know, I think 
it's just the idea of, of really allowing yourself to be who you are at your core and not allow any external factors to come in and say, you have to do this. You have to feel this way. You have to look like this. You mm -hmm. have to be this way. So I really love that. And I like how that's one of your questions. It's like, how do you, how do you want to feel today? Mm -hmm. Right. And you can aspire to be all those things. Just realize, do it your way. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So I just have a couple more questions for you. One of them is you want to have children, right? Uh, you and your beautiful wife are going to have the cutest kids. I could see them already. Just hairballs. Yeah, <laughs> totally. They're going to have so much hair. What your, your daughter or your son will listen to this and they'll hear their dad speak. What is your prayer for them for the world that they live in? Mm. Wow, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that one. You got me there. <laughs> my, I mean, I guess ultimately my prayer for my, the prayer for the world is like the work that I'm doing and the work that I'm doing with my circle of friends that are changing the world. Um, it's about the ripple effect. You know, I could ultimately say I'm on a world peace mission. I'm not going to create world peace, but if I hit enough ripples eventually it'll lead to that so i i do i am hopeful that i can sit here and think that the world's gonna end why am i gonna have a kid and when he's 35 the world explodes or i can say hopefully we're making enough change and the we're not going to kill off all the animals and the earth will be around and it'll start healing itself because humans are healing themselves and that i can be the best example that i can be and not put any expectations on them. Mm. Um, I learned, I heard this doctor one time, she just absolutely blew my mind on child rearing. And what basically she said is humans, parents are doing their best, but what happens is they don't, they lose themselves and they make their kid their trophy. Mm. So it's like, look what my kid did. Look what my, and then they push that all on their kid to validate them as parents and humans. And that's a lot of weight to put on a child. Not to mention a child's just another human. It's another person. And they're on loan to you until they go and find their own way and move on with the world. So I think if you think that way, and, and that's the way I want to think with, with my child. Like, look, this is another human being. It's not my kid that I own. I just get to protect and nurture and love until they could do what they do in, in the in the world that's left. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that great. answered. No, it totally does. I, and it just it it kind of like makes me emotional every time I I've asked, and I don't ask this question all the time, but I feel like when I have asked this question, it it makes me really hopeful for the future because of people like you that are doing great work and creating that ripple effect, even though. We might not see it all the time. I think that when you have a higher calling like you do, that you are affecting people and you get to change the world for your children. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to now change things the way that they were for you maybe growing up, right? You get to make that change. Um, so I'm excited to meet them when they come. Mm -hmm. Do you like how I'm saying they? I'm like, you guys are going to have like five kids. No, That's my no, prediction. How do you feel 
the most free. Hmm. I feel the most free when I'm not overthinking things, when I'm not in my head and I'm just being. Um, and usually it comes in flow, you know? Sometimes I'm looking at, at a wall before I paint it, I'm like, oh God, here we go again. Is it gonna look right? Am I gonna finish this on time? How long is it, how bad is this gonna hurt? Like, cause it's physically daunting. And then when you're in flow and then it's done and then you're like, oh, yeah, there it is. So like, there's this whole, so like in the middle of all that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, so in the middle of that process is when you feel the most free. Yeah. That's great. Um, what's the best words of wisdom that have been given to you or that you learned that you think about daily or that you live your life by? Hmm. Take responsibility for everything. Because if you take responsibility for everything, it can't be anyone else's fault but yours. I, trust me, that's hard too, especially when you get into this emotional like, Rah! yeah. Um, but yeah, be the most responsible. Even if, you know, even if you know, this is the hardest part, even if you know you're right, you can say you're wrong. Like I learned that one from the wife. Um, <laughs> But be the most responsible in everything. Try, don't complain. Just go do something about it. Yeah. It's not going to help anything. That's so good. I, I feel a similar sentiment. I agree with that 100%. So before I ask you the final question, um, is there anything that you want to share with the people listening that I haven't asked you? you have to love yourself. It's not an ego thing. It's not a conceited thing. It's not an arrogant thing. Um, sometimes overconfidence can fall into all of that, but you have to love yourself. Everything else gets easier when you do. And yeah, there's days where you can hate yourself, but it's very important. And, you know, sometimes I'll have conversations with people and I'll give them an exercise and I'll say, hey, write yourself a love letter for the next 30 days. And it's simple, I love you, or it's love, or it's love, 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 or it's a long, drawn-out essay. But don't worry about grammar, punctuation, just do it. And the people that do it, then they come back, they're like, wow. So for all of you listening, maybe that's your homework from Ruben after listening to this podcast, create a ritual or routine where you write a love letter to yourself for the next 30 days and then let us know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Post them. <laughs> Tag them, us. Post us. So the final question is in pertaining to this podcast and why I created the podcast. And the idea is very similar to your philosophy and your way is that we are all connected, that we are all innately radically loved by God, source, whatever higher power of your understanding that the universe works for us and not against us. And so the idea is that we are radically loved and supported by the universe, by everything, by nature, by everything around you. So the final question to you is, 
how do you feel radically loved? Mm, well, talking into what you just said, I say yes to a lot of things and trust the universe and the universe will provide. You know, however you want to word that, it's so true. Um, how do I feel radically loved? I, it's by doing what I'm doing. It's not just the love of my wife or my brother or mother or friends. It's like really realizing that you're here to do something. And when you're doing that, that is love. Everything we're doing is love. But the universe really has our back, especially when you surrender and you're, you're into it and not overthinking it. It's it's there and you don't realize it. And you might not realize it for a couple of years. You're like, oh, wow, it's been five years and here I am. So. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show and for spending some time with me. I love that that's one of your love languages. So I'm going to take it because you said that your time is very precious. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you and all of your work and just your time. So for the people that are listening to this podcast, how can they connect with you if they want to reach out or... Uh, communicate with you in some way, shape, or form? Uh, Instagram, at Ruben Rojas. DM me, message me. I reply to everyone as fast as I possibly can. Uh, RubenRojas.com. Uh, everything is basically Ruben Rojas, but those are the main two. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't hesitate to message me. I'll, I'll reply when I'm around and when I can. Great. So for the people that are listening, so if you go to the show notes of this particular podcast episode and you hit the info button, all of those links that Ruben just mentioned will be on there. So you could just click the links there to connect with him. And for those of you listening, the first five people listening to this podcast that that tag us on Instagram, both of us. Uh, will receive a free t-shirt that we're giving away. It's one of Ruben's awesome t-shirts. Tell us what they say. Love yourself. <laughs> it's a heart filled with my love desire. I wish you guys could have seen his face right now. <laughs> um, it's not love spelled out though. There's a heart. It's filled with my love pattern. And then yourself. Great. So... You better act quick because there's a very limited run. We're doing five, so the first five people to do it. Uh, and then you can always purchase the T-shirts on his website. So thanks, Ruben. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.